I'm John Peters, one of the founders of Callaway's Nursery. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now here's Neil. We will see if we can if we can prove that to be true. Thank you, John. I hope you are proud. I'm proud to be here and proud to be uh, sponsored by Callaway's. Great people, great nurseries. A bunch of them now. Who can count? 28, is that right? Something like that now that they're opening up Galveston and, and Austin and more to come. Hallelujah. Great place. Hope you'll get into a Callaway's today. My advice, get in early. They open at 9. It's... Uh, it's a lot nicer to shop at 9 than it is at 3 in the afternoon. I can vouch for that. So anyway, I am here to answer your lawn and garden questions. And my associate, who actually does more of the hard work, is Mike Bass. Mike runs the boards, answers the phones, and does everything technical. And uh, so he is in the other studio, 800-288-WBAP. Call now, won't you please? We are live. That's one of those things that is now one of the rarities, uh, live radio on the weekends. And so call, won't you please, 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Let's hear a big uh, uh, rain dance uh, celebration of some sort to get some of that rain in here. It uh, is sounding like it might happen, could happen. I uh, hope it happens. Kind of a, kind of a uh, transition there. Let's hope it happens. At least it may be a few degrees cooler. That's what we're hearing, and even that is a is a, a blessing. So eight hundred two eight eight nine two two seven. My blessing right now would be to see you calling through and see those phone lines starting to fill up. That uh, would help a great deal. If you have any kind of question about the plants at your place, any kind of a dilemma going on, uh, give me a call, please. And uh, let's uh, let's see what it might be. I had a lady who called yesterday. Her name was Lisa from Fort Worth, and she had uh, issues going on with uh, peppers and cucumbers, had holes in them. And uh, that's some kind of a burrowing insect, a, a, a worm that has gotten into them. And I spent a long time online yesterday afternoon looking, and I don't see any common thread. The insect that, uh, that I found on, uh, uh, on cucumbers uh, kept being listed as uh, unusual or rare, so I'm not even going to bother getting into it. So at least I think just keep an eye on things, and I would uh, watch for the adult that might be laying the eggs, whatever. Uh, I, I couldn't get very specific uh, clues from her. told her I'd answer first thing this morning. We begin the Sunday morning program sponsored by Callaway's. Thank you, Callaway's, with a visit with uh, Steve Huddleston, public relations manager of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. He gives a report on the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, and Steve is standing by, sitting by, or running by right now, ready to give his report. Steve, good morning. Yes, good morning, Neil. So are you sitting or standing or running? Well, I'm sitting. I, I did my walking this morning while it was cool. That's very sensible. It is getting beastly in the afternoons. And, and to that effect, I guess you guys are closing at 4 on weekdays. Is that right? Weekdays, yes. In fact, that's what I was going to mention. Because of the heat, we are closing earlier during the week. So our hours Monday through Friday are 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then on weekends, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And the last admission is sold one hour before we close. So... Uh, that gives you one hour to visit the garden before we close at 4 during the week or at 5 on Saturday and Sunday. What time does your staff show up to, to maintain things? They come in even earlier, don't they? To, oh, yes. You know? I mean, around 6, 6.30, somewhere in there. Uh, and uh, one advantage of membership is that members can come in early, an hour early. They can come in at 7 a.m. and enjoy that uh, hour of morning coolness as they visit the garden. And if they wear the right colored shirt, they'll get handed a garden hose. <laughs> no, I'm yes. Only yes. kidding. Just kidding. Cool. Why don't I back off from your report because I seem to have uh, <laughs> died right into the middle of it. What's happening in the garden, Steve? Well, you take well, over. Let you, yes, <laughs> let me mention that uh, we also have a shuttle service, an air-conditioned shuttle service that runs every 30 minutes between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. Uh, that is on weekends and then through 4 p.m. on uh, during the week. But anyway, that's another... Uh, uh, benefit uh, visitors have uh, to get them through this heat. That's a wonderful benefit. It sure is. A lot of work has been going on at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. A lot of uh, nice changes, a lot of wonderful things. It's a historic botanic garden, and 
certainly merits your joining as a member and and, uh, coming often. All right, and your featured plant this week is one that a lot of people like, a lot of people ask about. Tell us about it. Well, that is desert willow. I like this one, too. It's uh, it's a native tree. It's native to West Texas. It's a small tree. It gets about 25 or 30 feet tall and wide, uh, often with a leaning, twisting trunk, then an open, spreading crown. Uh, Leaves are deciduous, willow-like, and light green. The orchid-like flowers are funnel-shaped and about an inch and a half long, uh, ruffled uh, petal-like lobes. Flowers can be white, pink, or purple and appear April through September and attract hummingbirds and bees. Uh, So it's pretty. It's an ornamental tree. It has a lot of character in the landscape. Uh, It is named for its resemblance to willows, but it's not a willow. In fact, it's more closely related to catalpa catalpa trees and the trumpet vine. Uh, The exotic-looking blooms, rapid growth, drought tolerance, and low maintenance make it a desirable tree within its range, which goes up to Zone 6. You want to plant this tree in full sun and well-drained soil. There are a couple of several varieties out there, actually. Uh, Bubba is one cultivar that has dark burgundy fragrant flowers. And there's a new one that I like, and we have this in our parking lot at the garden. It's Desert Diva. The foliage is emerald green. It's a darker green foliage with deep, dark, purple, burgundy flowers. Really very striking. So those are two, two cultivars, yeah. It's a, a very pretty plant. I spent a lot of summers in southwest Texas with my dad as he worked for A&M, and this plant grows in the at the river's edge in, in those south, uh, southwest Texas rivers. And uh, so it may be called desert willow, but it is mm-hmm. growing along the water sources. Yeah. And uh, you can see the, the, the family resemblance to catalpas and the flowers. If you look at a catalpa flower and you look at a a uh, chylopsis is the the genus name of desert willow. You can say and those do look like sisters. They are, are cousins. They're they're very similar. So it's a, a very pretty plant. It is erratic. You don't want to try to trim this into any kind of shape. It's going to go right. where it wants to go. Right. So, it does. Yeah. Very pretty plant. All right. And uh, events. We're counting the days on this event. Tell us. Well, yes. We have until July thirtieth to enjoy Zim Sculpt which features more than 100 contemporary sculptures by several dozen Zimbabwean artists. These sculptures are scattered throughout the garden, large sculptures, some as tall as seven feet. But then we have smaller pieces uh, under a large white tent called the Marketplace. And uh, all sculpture is for sale, the large ones as well as the small ones in the Marketplace. Uh, the Marketplace is open uh, uh, daily, seven days a week from 9.30 a.m. to 5 p.m or 4 p.m. during the week now since we're closing earlier. But we have live sculptors on site demonstrating the artistry for the duration of this exhibit, which does run through July 30th. All right. All right. How do they find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? Very easily. We are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. All right. That's a good thing. And uh, if they want to find you on a... um on a, uh, let's do a website. How do we find you on the website, on the Internet? Yes, that is fwbg.org. All right. And, folks, that's just the initials, Fort Worth Botanic Garden, fwbg.org, and it's a wonderful website. And uh, I imagine volunteers have something to do with your website. Is that correct? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, if you if you want to volunteer at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, there is an entire uh, a side of the botanic garden set up to help volunteers and train them and and that's a nice way to get involved and you do not have to be a horticulturist you can be a, a computer person you can be a just a, a sales person who wants to meet the public there are all kinds of things you can do so yes. that uh, that is available that information is available on the website everything's on that website and if you are out driving around you just need information on your phone old-fashioned style what number would they dial that is 817-463-4160. All right. And this has been Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager, uh, after he was Senior Horticulturist at the Fort Worth Botanic Garden over a 28-year career. And, Steve, I appreciate you. I got your note, and I'll be back in touch. It may take me a couple of days, but thank you, sir. Okay. You're, well, thank you're you. terrific. All right. All Talk right. to you later. All right.
And that report sponsored today by the great people at Sunburst Shutters. I hope that you'll give Sunburst Shutters a consideration. If you have Venetian blinds, you are looking very much like the uh, 20th century. If you have uh, curtains that are beginning to sag and you cough and sputter when you go over close to them because they are full of dust, you need to upgrade. If you have old wooden shutters that are coming apart and they just don't look the way they should, tiny uh, uh, louvers, you need to upgrade. Sunburst shutters is the ultimate upgrade because they're beautiful plantation-style shutters. All you have to do is see them at their website or see them in person, and you'll say, Neil was telling the truth. That one is what I want right there, that one, that sunburst shutter thing. And you'll be just as smitten as Lynn and I were 13 years ago. We've had ours that long, and we are thrilled. Now, they're made of polywood. It's a man-made material. It's a wood substitute. It, do- it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't scream at you that way, though. They look like wood. They look like the finest wood shutter you could possibly buy. They're white or off-white, color fast all the way through. They don't crack or warp or split or peel, and they're, they're color fast, and they also are custom fit to any opening in your home. If the openings are all, when you get them from the factory, the windows are all exactly the same size. By the time the painters are through, nothing against painters. I love to paint, but I also have done a little bit of tape and bed work, and I know that it is not precise, and so those windows are not exactly the same size when the tape and bed work is done. Therefore, when Sunburst Shutters comes in to measure, they measure window by window. That's why their shutters fit so much better. That's why they are so much more light-tight and so much more energy-efficient. But they look great, too. These are the larger louvers, two and a half, three and a half, and four and a half inch louver size. That's why they look like the 21st century. It's time to upgrade. Here is all the contact information. Now, this phone number works for the entire state of Texas. They started out locally, but they also now are in Houston, San Antonio, uh, Waco, and Austin, and anywhere else you need them. Sunburst Shutters, nice people. Sunburstshutters.com, sunburstshutters.com. They'll give you directions to their showroom, or you can have them come to your home with samples. That's the better way. Sunburstshutters.com, 214-343-2601. I'm Nathaniel with Callaway's Nursery in Mansfield. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. All right. Thank you, Nathaniel. I used to think of that as as one of their new stores. Well, (laughs) they've added a lot of stores. So it's uh, kind of the middle now. All right. Let's go to our first call today. This would be Carla in Red Oak. Uh, Phone lines are filled now. Thank you for that. Thank you. Carla, this is Neil. Good morning. How can I help you? Good morning, Neil. Hi. I listen to you on Sundays when I get ready for church, so Thank I'll be you. quick with my question. Um, my son and daughter-in-law have become beekeepers, and on occasion I've had a few bee boxes in my yard, but I've been, well, I've been encouraged to not use any type of weed killers. So we've got lots of honey, but I also have lots of weeds, so... What do you recommend to be to keep the bees and get rid of the weeds? All right. Uh, they are concerned about weed killers doing damage to bees? Well, yeah, spraying around them or um, any kind of chemicals, I guess. All right. Now, I know most pre-emergents are not sprayed, but what can I use safely? Well, let me let me present this. Anything that's going to kill a weed is going to be a chemical. In in the right. terms of what is a chemical, you ask a chemist. Anything, anything is a chemical, and so I, I'm not sure I understand. I'm not trying to give you some kind of a vague answer. Uh, oh, I one get of, it. One of the things that uh, if if it is intended to kill uh, a a weed, it's going to be a herbicide. And now the question then would become what what are they concerned about are they concerned about organic or inorganic and there's some very toxic organic herbicides so um i'm not i've never been asked this before that's how little most people worry about herbicides causing bee damage maybe the bee community does but if you're using granules they they don't drift Uh, they go right down where they're supposed to be 
they're they're not going to be taken in and and come through flowers. That's not going to be a problem because they'll kill the weeds and they'll be gone. You're putting them out early. Uh, I don't I don't think there's going to okay. be a problem. I I welcome you or you know once I get off the air, I'd be able to do some uh, inquiry online to see what. Uh, problem. I, first of all, you start here. Let me let me just back up. Let's forget the bees for the time being, and let's see if we can get by without using weed killers. Forget that there is any okay. inquiry about bees. First of all, the best thing you can do to get rid of weeds is take the best possible care of your lawn. That would involve using fertilizers and water and mowing at the right height. That doesn't have anything to do with weed killers. Just keep the lawn as healthy and vigorous as you can, and it will crowd out most weeds. Healthy Bermuda grass, healthy uh, St. Augustine will crowd most weeds out if you mow it at the at the recommended height. Then you have okay. a few weeds that can overcome that and, and will move in no matter what. They are the invading troops that come in no matter how good the, the, the care is that you're giving. And in those cases, then, you might want to spot treat just right here and way over there and out there. And, and you stop the weeds before they get out of hand. And okay. uh, and and so you have very limited use, and then you do have to make the decision: is this any threat to the bees? And I doubt that it would be. I don't think there'd be any problem. Uh, yeah. My dad did herbicide well, research. Sense. My dad did herbicide research for 27 years for Texas A&M as a part of the labeling of products. He was a, a range ecologist, and and that was his job: was working with companies to get their labels approved uh, with the EPA. Uh, and and its predecessor uh, to to prove that these things were going to be okay to use. They wouldn't harm uh, farm animals. They wouldn't harm uh, they wouldn't harm uh, uh, wildlife, and they were acceptable around humans. And so mm-hmm. I I grew up in an environment watching him do that test three years in a row and taking data on it and and other people around the United States doing the same comparable tests at universities. And so bees... That's great. Yeah, so I, I, think I, I just I don't think that's going to be a problem. Is, is you, a you'll, you'll see, you'll see people common. recommending vinegar and things like that, but all they do is burn the plants back and, and, and kill your desirable yeah. grass. So. Okay, well, thank you for, your, for the information. I would I would do some web searching. I would put the word university at the beginning of it to get you out of the fear mongers um, so that you're in legitimate university research and see what you can do. That's that's my side okay. of it. Now, there are other programs on the air. You're welcome to listen to them and ask their questions. But uh, but put university in there and get bona fide research, too. I appreciate you, right. Carla. I hope I helped. Thank you. Thank you very much. You bet. All right. Um, so we have Brian in Mansfield who's wondering about using evergreens or perennials in consistently wet clay soils. I think there's another option. And Linda in North Richland Hills, Lantana with iron deficiency. I'll bet not. I have another idea there that I'm going to bounce off her, and she might want to have a sample of it. And you have time, Linda, if you're at home, to grab a little sample, maybe about a three or four-inch piece of it, and bring it back in. Let me tell you about my book right now. It's Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Uh, this is the uh, book that I have always wanted to have. I, I had four other uh, books before it um, and a fifth that never got anywhere near the, the uh, shelves anywhere. And uh, this is the book I've always wanted to be able to hand to you and say this is the best work of my career. It, uh, it's not boasting. It's just this one satisfies me because I got to self-publish it, so it, it has things in it that I wanted to put in the others. For example, it has a 48-page calendar telling you month by month what you need to, to do in each month, what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and, and uh, uh, protected month by month. You'll see what you need to be looking out for in July, as example, right now. Um, so that's Chapter 2. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapters 3 through 11 are very detailed chapters along with very comprehensive lists of trees and shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. And when I say lists, I'm talking about charts that tell you how tall and how wide and uh, special assets and where they're best suited in Texas and all kinds of things. 
840 photographs to back up all that information and a lot of written data as well. It's not just pictures and, and charts, not at all. This book was printed in Texas. I wanted to go to the press checks, and I wanted it to say printed in Texas, not printed in China. If it's called Lone Star Gardening, doesn't that make sense? 344 pages. It's a hardback. It is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. You buy it either from my office, by calling my office Monday through Friday, or you get it off my website. You can see a little more information about it at my website, but one way or the other, I hope you get it while I have it on sale. It is $36.95. It ought to be $50, $55, but it's $36.95. That's what you can do when you self-publish. You can set the price as low as need be to help people in a tough economic time. I sign your book before I put it in the mail, and uh, that's it. That's my book, 80,000 sold, not one request for a refund. I think you're going to like it. Here are the ways you can get it. Call my office Monday through Friday, business hours, 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W. That's 800-752-4769. The other way you can get it is by uh, going to my website, and that's the better way. That's N E I L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. For more than 20 years, I've told you about advanced foundation repair leaders in the foundation repair industry. They hold the patents. They led the way. First with a warranty that's transferable owner to owner for the lifetime of the house. Don't let expanding and contracting clay soils tear up your foundation and ruin your house. Call for their free home inspection. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. It's foundationrepairs.com. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing. You've driven by their showrooms. They're big. Uh, oh, they're, they're like beautiful warehouses. But that name Mueller means so much more. Mueller on a product means that you have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers who will help you design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company in business for 90 years, 90 plus years standing behind your warranty. And it also means that you get tons of added value like roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge, designing and manufacturing new products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. If you want to find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or you can give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-2-MUELLER. Three five five three, or stop by one of their thirty-six locations. Do so right away. MuellerInc.com because Mueller means more. Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Heather with Callaway's and Flower Mound, and now back to Neil. Well, Heather, thank you. She gets it done, doesn't she? Let's go back to our, you know what, I'm not going to rush Brian. Brian, hang with me right through the newscast. It's a short one, and uh, I'd, I'd rather do that than rush you. So uh, just a, a really quick thing. If you have brand-new plants that you have set out this spring, water them deeply. Don't count on your sprinkler irrigation to do it for you. Not at 100 degrees, folks. Take the hose and a water breaker and do it right. Wild Birds Unlimited stores report that uh, you can feed your birds all through the summer. The local birds that stay here all summer long are eating their hearts out right now. They're molting, changing their feathers. They need your love and attention. I love our wild birds in our landscape, and we have a lot of bird activity. Wild Birds Unlimited in McKinney sponsors my broadcast and my eGardens electronic newsletter. Birdie Cheryl Miller is your contact there, and uh, the people she has around, if Birdie's not there, are absolutely fabulous. They're cheerful, they're knowledgeable, and they will show you exactly the right products whether it's feeders, whether it's their high-perch hummingbird feeders, or any of their fabulous seeds and feeds, all strategically mixed just for the birds of North Texas. 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, near Tom Thumb, open Monday through Saturday. It's Wild Birds Unlimited in McKinney, 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, near Tom Thumb. 
Fair and Balanced Reporting from Fox News Radio, News Talk 820, WBAP, and 99.5 FM HD2. DFW's News Talk Traffic and Weather Station. News Talk 820, WBAP, and KPLX, 99.5 FM HD2. A cumulus media station. Trending now. Property tax cuts coming. I'm Lori Waffenschmidt at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com. WBAP first traffic and weather. On the ones. In Fort Worth, road construction has the roadway reduced to one lane on 35W southbound between Golden Triangle Boulevard and Heritage Trace Parkway. And in Rollette, road construction has the left lane closed on I-30 eastbound between Lake Ray Hubbard Bridge and Dalrock Road. That's causing stop-and-go traffic from Bass Pro Drive. Your WBAP forecast today, mostly cloudy with showers and thunderstorms, likely highs in the lower 90s. Tonight, mostly clear, lows in the upper 70s. Monday, sunny, warmer with highs around 103, heat index values up to 106. Right now, it's 83 degrees in Dallas, 84 degrees in Fort Worth. Republican leadership in Austin is celebrating the passage of property tax legislation that brought some tense moments to the Texas Capitol. The Texas House and Senate sending about $18 billion in property tax cuts to the governor's desk. It took about six months overall to get a deal done and recently brought debate over cutting taxes by compression or by expanding the homestead exemption. The deal has a little bit of both, according to Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. The truth is that this is, of all the versions of all the bills, this was the best version. Governor Abbott plans to sign the bill into law, but exactly when that'll happen isn't clear yet. Clayton Neville, WBAP News. Again today, high in the 90s with rain expected. Right now it's 83 in Dallas, 84 in Fort Worth. From the WBAP News Desk, I'm Lori Waffenschmidt. Your next news update at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day and keep connected to News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FM HD2. Thank you, Lori. Bring on that rain. That's good. Let me tell you about Arborological Services. They are the experts your trees deserve coming to our house tomorrow. And uh, they've been serving the Metroplex with the finest in tree care since 1981, serving our trees for about 25 years. They are the only people who will ever touch our trees because they are the best. There is no company anywhere near their level of service. Twelve International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists, college degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters. I have a couple of trees that just really uh, need their attention, branches that... uh, because of competition for sunlight, have died, and I want to get them out of the way before they fall and cause a havoc within my landscape. We have a couple of trees that just need to be groomed and, and reshaped, and uh, just routine maintenance. And plus, I very much cherish the, the, the first opinion, mine is the second opinion, of the eyes of Steve Hauser and Miguel Pastanez, the people who head up the crew that comes to our house, because uh, I know that they will spot things that I would miss. So that's the reason, and, and there are all of these consulting uh, arborists, these uh, uh, certified arborists, I should say, who uh, head up the crews. They are the ones who will keep an eye on your trees. They'll remember your trees. They keep records of your trees. It's almost like they're your, uh, they're, they're your, uh, uh, their own uh, godchildren or something because they really know your landscape, your trees, and they care about them and will watch them and make suggestions. Pay close attention to what they offer to you. And then if there is a problem later with a windstorm that comes through or an ice storm, heaven forbid, and help is needed in a hurry, the customer base gets first priority with arborological services. Sure, if somebody's driveway is blocked and they can't get out to go to work, they'll come out and help a new customer get that cleared. But as far as uh, coming to do the the final, uh, all the work, their customers are very loyal to their customer base. That's the way you would want it to be with a, a fine company like this. I can't say enough good about Arborological Services. They've won the awards. They have established the awards because they brought their industry into the most professional industry you could ever want. They're great. Toll-free number, even though they serve only the Metroplex, 866 866- Five five two seventy two sixty seven. On the web, it's arborological.com. Arborological Services, eight six six 
552-7267. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. If you're not informed, then you're out of the loop. All you have to do is ask. Alexa, open WBAP. Indulge your passion for hanging baskets. Do it at Callaway's Nursery today. They're dedicated to offering you an assortment of sizes and styles that will capture your imagination. Hanging baskets add color splashes, high up, right at eye level, so every color and bloom can be enjoyed. A hanging basket near your front door will add instant impact and welcome guests or define a space on your patio place where you can relax and enjoy their charm you can surround yourself with hanging baskets full of bright blooms of vinca purslane even more with sweet potato vines cascading all around they're an easy and delightful addition making your outdoor decor truly wonderful now let me give you another suggestion and this is something i've done many times from callaways buy yourself a hanging basket and while you're there buy some decorative ornamental pots those big beautiful pots that they specialize in my wife was admiring those day before yesterday when we went to one of our Callaways and uh, some good potting soil and pot up one of those hanging baskets into a decorative patio pot voila instant color in the patio pot they they're just wonderful a better garden begins with better plants and that's exactly what you'll find at callaways and if you're looking for exciting ideas to update your landscape it's easier now more than ever with the help of callaways landscape design and installation schedule a meeting in your home with one of their professional designers they'll collaborate with you they'll develop a right design and set up a time for the installation to schedule your personalized meeting, visit Callaways.com. Shop any of their community stores, including the new location in Cedar Park, just northwest of Austin. Open seven days a week, nine to six, for your convenience. That's Callaways Nursery. Life lived beautifully. It's Callaways.com. News Talk 820, WVAP. 99.5 FM HD2. And WVAP.com. And finally, before we go back to the phones, uh, just a quick mention of my electronic newsletter, eGardens. It's free and always will be, but you have to sign up for it. It's at my website. That's where you sign up for it, at neilsperry.com. Click on eGardens. And while you're there, you can see what the most recent issue looks like, and you can also uh, sign up for it. Simple as that. There always are five stories in eGardens. One's a featured plant of the week. One of them is the Gardening This Weekend feature where I outline the most critical 10 or 12 things that you need to get done that weekend and the question and answer section where I answer uh, the uh, uh, 10, 11, 12 questions that people have sent in. I'd like to do more, but even that takes half a day or or longer. Uh, Some of those questions get pretty technical. Uh, If you want to enjoy a a garden section like we used to have in the newspapers, here it is in Neil Sperry's eGardens. Take a look. It's uh, at the same website where you can buy my book and a lot of other things. That's at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Then click on eGardens. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Brian from the Cedar Park store, and now back to Neil. Cedar Park comes aboard. There you go, northwest of Austin. Thank you, Brian, very much. And we go from that Brian to this Brian, who finally has made airtime here. Brian in Mansfield, how can I help you? Thanks for being so patient. Morning, Neil. Good morning. Hey, I have a rent house on the south side of me, about 12 feet away from my structure. And they have the it's, the flower beds are a mess. But there's one little corner spot. I was, they have an Indian hawthorn as dead as a doornail with briar growing up around it and i was going to see if they'd allow me to pull it up and uh you know do something with that little corner but uh it's the soil is terrible it's black clay nothing's ever been amended and i've i've amended all mine with uh expanded shell and doing you know all that and but i don't want to put too much work into it it has no gutters and this spot is probably the lowest spot in the yard flower bed area so when it rains it swamps and it's the house is facing west. It's the northwest corner, so it gets about six, about from twelve to one o'clock till sunset sun. And I don't want to spend much money or, you know, do much work. Uh, depends on who's living there. They allow me to do anything. So I was just wondering, is there any type of 
perennial that would take that much water and then dry to the bone in the summertime uh, that would survive there. Perennial, uh, an evergreen, I was thinking maybe a mandina or maybe even a perennial black and blue salvia, cannas, stuff, you know, stuff like that. Uh, well, you've, you're a good gardener because you, first of all, you recognize the conditions. And secondly, if you're talking about black and blue salvia, you're thinking about good perennials. Um, I don't think I'd use cannas. Cannas can look really tacky when things go wrong with them, with leaf rollers and, and, you know, after they freeze and somebody doesn't clean them up. Yeah, I've got, I've got. I've got a lot of cannas, and I, you know, I get leaf rollers in the early, early part, and then they go away. So I don't have too much problem with them. I'm right. part of a garden club and access to many different type plants, so right. I could probably get away with, you know, something like that. Right. Uh, However, you may use something to stop the leaf rollers, and uh, sure as the world, they would show up worse over there, and you wouldn't be able to wouldn't <laughs> yeah. be allowed on the property with with the the products, whatever. Uh, if if it were mine, just from the way you've described it, let, let me present it from a different direction. Think of all the perennials uh, that you could put in a list that look great 12 months a year or that you would be willing to say, I planted that for them just to make the, the neighborhood look better 12 months a year. There aren't many. That's the problem. Perennials have times of the year that they don't look very good. And right, especially right. if you only had two or three perennials. Now, if you're putting a nice perennial garden in, I'd rather see you do it on your own property uh, where you can do everything you want. You probably already have one. But oh, there aren't, I've got, yes. Yeah, <laughs> there aren't that many that look great uh, long enough for you to, to be happy with your effort on that property. I would think that a, a good evergreen shrub would be a more satisfying thing where at least it looks respectable. Um, it's not, it's not as beautiful as a perennial in full bloom, but it certainly isn't as unsightly as a perennial that has died to the ground for five months. What about a Nandina? Nandina would be good. Get a, get a nice upright Nandina, one that gets, uh, uh, you know, like compacta or, uh, standard Nandina or standard Nandina. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you the thing that, that I think of that would be a, just a workhorse in that kind of situation that can handle the moisture. Uh, and if you could get a hose to it in the drought would be dwarf Burford Holly. It'll get the same height as your, as your intermediate, uh, your, your four foot Nandinas. And it could go to five feet. Uh, you could keep it shorter if you had to. And it's evergreen, beautiful. You'd have red berries in the winter. You'd have a lot to, to say for it. Uh, once it's been planted and watered by hand for the first couple of years, it's pretty self-sustaining. Um, you'd have to water it every couple of weeks in horrible drought in the summer uh, after after it's established. That's an even that one is just so neutral as a as a green shrub that I think it might be more satisfactory. But to my eye, I like your your idea would be my second choice out of a hundred choices. So you're awfully close. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm just going to play around with what I can get. And uh, they, they both will like the conditions that you're describing, bad as they are. I think they could handle the moisture. I have lots of Nandina. I have probably 10 beds of Nandina that I've propagated myself. Compacta, compact Nandina is the one I use because I can dig my own and move it. Um, and I have a lot of Dwarf Burford. I just bought uh, five more. So I right. practice what we just preached together. Right. And uh, kind of a follow-up on the last caller on the weeds and everything, I mow about 15 feet into their yard because it's nothing but Dallas and Johnson grass and everything. But I've, over the years, I've conditioned the soil and, you know, uh, put out, some, you know, the fertilizer and post and pre-emergence, and I've kept it watered. And it's funny because people give me heck because there's a strip about 12 feet into their yard where it's Johnson grass line. Perfect St. Augustine. <laughs> so, oh, I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. But anyways, all right. Thank you, Neil. You're wonderful. And thanks for waiting on me so long. I have to say the same thing to Linda in just a moment. You're wonderful. Thank you, Brian. Take care. And I'm going to take Linda right now. I'm not going to take a break. I'm going to go right to Linda. Linda, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. I don't mind waiting at all because I thank just you. have you playing through the radio. I mean, through my phone. Um, okay, I hope this is not iron deficiency. I've sure, certainly never seen it on Lantanas. 
I have 30 lantanas. I just went out and counted them. Of those, 25 show the classic signs of iron deficiency with the light green and then the uh, the dark veins. Um, I started treating them with um, the azalea camellia plant food, and actually the lower leaves are greening up a little bit, but I'd love to hear what you have to say about it. All right. Have you turned any of the, the leaves that are discolored over and looked at the backs of them? Yes, I am right now. Are there any black spots on them? No. All right. Um, are there any tan freckles on the tops of the leaves that, that happen as, as these are changing color? No. Well, you're no Not fun. At all. You're no fun at all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought these were probably loaded up with lace bugs. That's what the most common cause is. Um, sure, sure. Have you seen those on lantanas when they hit? Um, no, I've never, I've never had a problem with lantana at all. That's and the that's only problem I've ever so seen shocked. on lantana, uh, is, is lace bugs and they will, they will make them look like they have been, um, um, just kind of about four feet away from a spray booth that was having, uh, flesh, uh, uh Caucasian flesh colored, uh, paint sprayed and it just splattered the leaves. Mm-hmm. They, they, they get that, that manila folder color all over the leaves and that's where they where they've been sucked by the lace bugs um if it's iron deficiency i guess it is but but they are native to very alkaline soil conditions in southwest texas down by del rio you valley down in that area right right i know it's very strange i've certainly never seen it and we live on a lake and people walk by all the time and we've always had the most gorgeous lantanas and some of the gardeners have said Oh, I see they're not looking so good this year. <laughs> what color is your soil, your native soil? Oh, we've, we've got that, that nasty tan clay. But this is all, this soil is only two years old. We had these flower beds redone two years ago. No, but I'm talking about your native soil. North Richland Hills is in the, the band of red uh, soil that comes down from Denton and Louisville, is it not? Well... Um, I've lived here six years. All of my neighbors, we have, it's clay. All right, and, I, mean, I can ask it a different way that will give me sure. the answer I need. Uh, you have some native trees in your area, in the neighborhoods? Um, Do you have post oak trees in your neighborhood? No, no, uh-uh, none. This, right. this, this was all just a prairie before they did the housing development. All right. Uh, what I want you to do, um, if you're willing... Uh, if I'm not trying to put you on the spot, if if you take my electronic newsletter, eGardens, yeah, I do. Uh, okay, if you will uh, go back on hold and let Mike give you a specific mailing address, okay. uh, email address, and if you will take some really nice, clear photographs, about four or five of them, uh, okay. good resolution, not thumbnails, and send them to the person that Mike is going to uh, give to you. Um, I will answer them in eGardens in the Q&A section this week, this Thursday. Okay. And that way I can see what you have. And uh, I, I only do this for people who've waited for 35.2 minutes to get on the air. <laughs> Bless your heart. And uh, that you've earned that right. But I, I need to see these because I, I have never seen Lantana with iron deficiency, not in my life. And I've grown it for 65 years. So right. I think I would have right. noticed it by now. I know. Me too. I'm is there a, a, is there a gas line are, in so I get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I talked over you. Is there a gas line anywhere near this? Gas no. Chance of a gas no. leak? Okay. Uh-uh. No, no weed and, killer and the thing is, the, the healthy ones are kind of interspersed with these. Same variety? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all exactly the same. Okay. And I, and I bought... I bought them at two different places that I go to. I got half of them at Callaway's and half of them at another place because Callaway's ran out. And so and all of them are showing the same thing except for five of them, which look perfectly normal. Okay. Well, let me take a look and see what I can figure out. And uh, just okay. the, the quality of my answer is predicated on the quality of your photos to a large degree. Right. Not to put any pressure on you. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'll look forward to getting them.
Stay on All hold. Right. Don't don't hang up. Michael, okay. come back to you. Thank you, Linda. Thank All right. you. You bet. We'll come back to Lisa in Fort Worth, and uh, we will. Oh, I see. Uh, let me tell you about my book. It is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. And this may be the only gardening reference book that you will need to be successful in Texas. That is a, uh, I, I say that often in the ads because I, I want you to know that uh, that is my goal. That was the goal when I met at uh, at Market Street upstairs on El Dorado Parkway uh, in McKinney with uh, Cindy Smith and with Carolyn Skye. Cindy is the graphic designer and Carolyn is the editor. And the three of us put this uh, put this book together. And uh, Cindy got the joy of putting 840 of my photos into a book that was less than 5,000 pages. And Carolyn had the joy of editing all of my writing. And I wrote for a year to do this. And that included the captions to the photos, included the charts, it included the, uh, the, the verbiage, a lot of verbiage, because I wanted to make sure that I uh, got everything explained in a way that can help you be the best possible gardener in Texas, and that it was written for the entire state of Texas. Now, Carolyn had been a senior publications editor for a major California university, but she also is a master gardener in the state of Texas, and she also uh, grew up in Texas. And uh, so there are a lot of credentials in these two ladies. So Anyway, Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. And then we have uh, uh, pullouts of, of trees and shrubs and vines and ground covers, annuals, perennials. Well, the annual and perennial chapters have huge charts in them listing the 100 best annuals and 120 best perennials for Texas. And when I say charts, I mean they are detailed. What months are these colorful? What colors do they come in? How tall? How wide? What growth form? Sun or shade? What parts of Texas are they best adapted in? My own personal comments, my own personal ratings, all of that. Are they summer or, or, or winter plants for the annuals? Oh, my goodness. And then wildflowers, same kind of deal. So all of that information then go on to uh, lawns and fruit and vegetables. That's only $36.95. That's a couple of flats of annuals. We'll pay for this book. You make one mistake and you've paid for the book. I can, I can help you. I can help you. And if you don't think so when you get it, I'll refund your money. I've not been asked to refund on any of the 80,000 books that I've sold. So I think you're going to like it. It'll be a signed copy, and uh, we'll get it right to you. It's on sale at $36.95, and uh, that's for a limited time. So here are the two ways you can get it. It's not in stores and not on Amazon, but you can get it by contacting my office tomorrow, Monday through Friday, business hours, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-GROW. 4769, the better way is to order it right now at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. They say America doesn't make anything anymore. They say no one stands behind their products. They say nothing is built like it used to be. But they haven't met us. We are Mueller a family business building on 90 years of doing what they never could. Mueller Metal Roofs and Buildings. Made in America. Made to last. All right. Thank you very much. That's mellow, isn't it? I like that. Let me tell you about Whiskey Stone right now. They uh, founded in 1983, the first of three generations of the Wisnan family. The two that you know are Mike and Derek, and they are actively involved in it now, father and son team. And a Whiskey Stone is 22 acres of the most beautiful stone you'll ever see, all kinds of stone. They're open Monday through Saturday, closed on Sundays, at 4501 East Loop 820 South in southeast Fort Worth. And they would love to have you come in and browse. They'll send somebody out with you to show you the stone that they have and help you find the stone that, that matches up with your landscape project most perfectly. And you say, well, I don't know how to build a fountain. They do. They know, they know the people that can do that for you, the landscape contractors in your part of the, of the Metroplex who can 
do you a beautiful job, and they'll refer you to those people. So go on out and take a look around, whether it's a fountain, whether it's a pool decking, or whether it's a new patio, a walkway system, retaining walls. If you just need decorative stone to uh, edge your beds with river rock, for example, or decorative gravel uh, for a pathway, they have it all at Whiskey Stone, and they're eager to help you active in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. They're really great people. At 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, the phone number is 817-429-0822, whiz-q.com. And again, that's 4501 East Loop 820 South, 817-429-0822, whiz hyphenq.com it's whiskey stone i'm cameron with callaway's nursery in little elm we're your neighborhood garden centers founded right here in the metroplex callaway sponsors this hour of neil sperry's texas gardening and now back to neil thank you cameron so we go from uh, let's see prosper and little elm and denton all the way to cedar park and galveston that's a pretty big domain. Good for Callaways and Cornelius. Good for them. Let's go to Lisa in Fort Worth. Lisa, this is Neil. Good morning. Thanks for calling. Oh, you're very welcome. I heard you first thing this morning address my problem. Uh, you said my name, and I'm sorry, my little horse this morning. My cucumbers, I asked you, you, you said you spent a lot of time trying to figure this out, and I understand do you think because it's in my garden and I'm trying to use organics in there, I have uh, it covered with shade cloths, but I have lattice around the edges. And um, I, it really, I just wanted to thank you so much. I bought two of your books. Oh, I gave one you. to a friend in a new house. It's it's just solid rock, so she's having a little hard time yeah. growing things. But um uh, Lisa, yeah. I think I think those insects are getting in just because of a challenging year. Um, I didn't see any common uh, problem that would give the symptoms you gave to me yesterday. I hear my music. I'm up against a newscast, but I I think it's just a fluke. And I think if you plant a fall crop, you'll be you'll be free of those problems. I would encourage you to replant in the next uh, 10 days or so and see if you don't have a, a good, nice, clean fall crop. I got to run. Thank you for the thank you. That means a lot. Have a great day. Folks, we'll be back after the news. <laughs> 